Okay, we're recording. Okay. okay, so we begin. My voice is a bit weak, so I can't shout at anybody. For Chaim, I'll muster up the strength. <laughs> okay, so this topic actually relates to something we read yesterday in the Chumash. But it's a fascinating topic regardless. It's a, a heart-touching discussion. But, you know, when it comes to halacha, even the most delicate and personal and emotional issues really have to be, you know, discussed uh, rationally. Very delicate situation. Right, somewhat uh, coldly, and it can appear to be apathetic. But the truth is that's the only way to really come to a true decision. And, uh, you know, the Gemara and the Paiskim have the exact same halachic you know, discussions and proofs and back and forth, no matter what the topic is, no matter how detached and no matter how personal it is. It always has to be judged the same way. So, with that introduction, let's begin. Number one is a Gemara in Bob Metzir. It says, We're number one. On the right side of the page, v'chei achicha imach. You have, you have a copy. V'chei achicha imach. Your brother should live with you. So the Gemara is Bametzi is talking about the laws of ribis of taking interest, and there's a debate between Rabbi Lozer and Rabbi Yochanan if ribis kitzutza, which means uh, prearranged interest, if later on the borrower can sue the lender in court and uh, receive his interest back. And Rebbe says, yeah, because it says in the postdoc of interest, your brother should live with you, meaning we're telling the lender, you have to return the money in order that the borrower you know, shouldn't suffer from not just paying back the loan, but paying back extra interest. He should be able to retrieve it. Even after he paid it, he should be able to go back to court and retrieve the money. That's Rebbe Lazar. Rabbi Yochanan disagrees. Rabbi Yochanan holds, no, once you paid it, you paid it. You shouldn't have paid it, but if you did, you know, you gave it, you gave it willingly, and you have no legal rights to reclaim that money. The halacha happens to follow Rabbi Loza that you can reclaim it, but the Al-Koponim, Rabbi Yochanan says you can't. So, what does he do with the pasuk? Your brother should live with you. Those three words are found in Parshish Bahar, in the pasuk that speaks about interests, doesn't that clearly seem like Rabbi Lazar that we're telling the lender, you know, have Rachmanus and give the guy back the money? Says the Gemara, no. Rabbi Yochan uses it for something else. Two people are traveling in the desert, and it's hot. One of them has a flask of water. And let's assume, you know, let's assume that it's going to take, uh, it's 48 hours till they get out of there to the nearest town. If they both drink, they'll both survive 24 hours. Mason, they're not going to get out of there. If one of them drinks, he'll survive the two days, he'll make it out. He'll survive, but his friend will die very soon. Won't even make 24 hours, he'll die, you know. Half hour. So what do you do? <laughs> so if you ask someone on the street, they'll say, "What do you mean? What, they should both die? Like what type of what type of solution is that?" 
you're not, you know, you're not sure who to give it to, so spill the water. Why don't they just spill it out on the sand itself? Like, what would be the logic they should both drink it? At least one of them should survive. Now, Dorash Ben Petur, Ben Petur expounded, Mutav Sheyishtu Shneim, better they both drink. Via Musun, they both die in the desert. Va'al Yira Echad Men B'Misosa Shechaveira. How could one of them take the water and drink it and watch his friend die in front of him? Can't, can't do that. How, how could a Yid um, handle that? How could he bring himself? It's almost like it's a cruelty. So Ben Petur said they split it and they both die. Ad Shebord Abikiva, Tzod Abikiva came. The limit, and he said, no. It says in the Pasuk, your brother should live with you. When your brother should live with you, that means... You take care of yourself first. Your brother should live with you. You're, you need to be already taken care of before you deal with your friend. <laughs> your life precedes the life of your friend. Exactly. So every airline has their own nusach, but when I used to travel to Australia in Qantas, they used to say, you know, you're sitting there, you're already bracing yourself for like a 30-hour travel. It's like you're already, your mind's already playing games on you. And uh, they say if a situation arises, you put the mask on yourself, then help others, including children. So as a kid, it always bothered me. What do you mean including children? As if you have to add children? For sure you're going to help children. Well, why do they say put your mask on, then help others, including children? What about? But then I hopped. The Chiddush of including children is even children need to come after you put on your own mask. The including children isn't, that's probably what they meant, right? The including children isn't that you have to help them. said clearly, first yourself, then your children. Where and where? In the, right, right. So that's probably what they meant. Even though the Lashon was a bit backward, they probably meant that even children do after yourself. Now, what's the reason? Because the reason is if you don't wear your mask, you won't be able to help anybody. You're going to lose consciousness. So in order to help others, you've got to help yourself first. So that's not yet the vort of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva's vort is that Pashat, if you have to choose, you come first. Now, who do we Paskin like? If you read the simple reading of the Gemara, it would seem that Ben Petur is correct. Why? Because the Gemara is discussing a debate about taking interest between Rabbi Lozer and Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Lozer says that the, le- that the borrower can sue the lender in court to retrieve the ribis because it says, Rabbi Yechon says, no, once you paid the interest, you lost it, you can't get it back. And he uses v'chei for the din of Rabbi Akiva. Now we pass him like Rabbi Lozer about the halach of interest. L'chur would come out that we don't use v'chei like Rabbi Akiva does, that your life comes first. It's teaching you a din in laws of interest that the lender has to return the money. So one would actually think the halach is like Ben Petura, just for the simple setup of the Gemara. However, if you look in the Rosh, in the Rosh's commentary on there in Bob Metzi, he says, no. He says, even though we pass him like Rabbi Lazar, we use for two things. The, the essence of the Pasuk is to teach me that the lender has to give back the money. But the way the Pasuk is worded, that your brother should live with you, teaches me also the din of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Yechran learns one thing from the Pasuk. Rabbi Lazar learns two. So the Rosh says that, you know, don't, don't, don't misunderstand the Gemara. Everyone agrees to the, both Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yechon agree to the din of Rabbi Akiva. Fine. So 
Exactly, Rabbi Lazar learns two things. From the very essence of the Pasuk that you have to give your brother life means the lender returns the money. But from the wording of the Pasuk, your brother should live with you, teaches me Chayecha Kaidman. That's what the Rosh says. Simple enough. Fine. <coughs> Okay, so first up, the first, the first issue is Pashat. What is Ben Petura talking about? Ben Petura says better they should both die. I mean, what in the world, why would that be? It's almost like since we don't know who to give it to, just spill it on the ground. I mean, what in the world is the logic of Ben Petura, they should both die? In fact, it wasn't just Ben Petura. Whenever we have something and then it says Ad Shebar Rabbi Akiva, it means everybody until Rabbi Akiva held that way. This was standard. Everyone held you both should drink the water and die. Until Rabbi Akiva came. Every, it was across the board, it was unanimous. And the child is, what? How does such a locha make sense? Better both die than one? I mean, what type of cheshbon is that? What type of cheshbon is that? And it's also hard. Dafka Rabbi Akiva is the one who changed the tide. Rabbi Kiva says, is a klal godl b'tayra. He's He petitioned you have to love your friend just like yourself. And his punk, the only one that said that your life comes first. I mean, what's a bigger irony than that? So the Ramban already asked it in his commentary on Chumash. And the Ramban says, you see, that when it says, it's not literal. You don't have to love your friend mamish like yourself. It's to some extent. The proof is because the same Rabbi Kiva says, when it really comes to the clinch, your life takes precedence. That's what the Ramban says, a famous Ramban. The Ramban says, when it says, love your friend like yourself, it means like yourself. But if you have to love him like yourself, when you drink the water, you're saving yourself. You've got to save him too. And you're unable to. Well, that's exactly what Ben Petura said. You have to be equal. Maybe you have to be equal. One day when? In, in a way, in a way, you could say, Fakir, Ben Petura would base his psak on You have to love your friend like yourself. Whatever you give yourself, you give your friend. And therefore, if you're going to drink half of that flask, you have to give the other half to him right away. So if anything, Ben Petura could kind of base his psak on And yet it's Tafka Rabbi Akiva. He doesn't just say that they should both drink. He says that they should die. Even though he knows they're going to die. It's not like drink and hope you're going to get something. Oh, 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 so, so, so let's see, let's see, let's see. So first of all, first of all, so the Gabi, the Rabbi Akiva issue, why punked him? Why punked was he the guy to say you come first? Look in number, um, look in number six. Number six is from the Chidush, number five and number six. We have two excerpts from the Chidush Harim. And these are going to be very important for our discussion today. Rabbi Yitzchak Mayer, Rabbi Yitzchak who was, you know, he's the times of the Tzemach Sedek. He passes away the same year as the Tzemach Sedek, 1866. One of the great, great Hasidic masters, a genius in learning. And there's lots of fascinating stories about him. We saw Ger, Ger. Stam, he was known for his guy in his Pashat, he was a rabbi, yeah, yeah, he was a student of the Kotzker. After the Kotzker passed away, he was a rabbi. He was a young, right, so he, when he was a young man, he grew up in the house of the Koznitz Magid, the Bisrol of Koznitz. 
And because uh, he saw the Kajnitz knew his parents, and then I think he was orphaned. He grew up in the house of the Kajnitz of Magid. After the, and Yisrael of Koshnitz was Mamash Agon, Reb Chaim Velozhner said that he met Reb Yisrael of Koshnitz, and he can testify that Yisrael of Koshnitz knew every Tosfos and Shas, Balpeh, word for word. Yisrael of Koshnitz had a son. His first name might have been Moshe, I don't remember his first name, but the Koshnitz Amagid's son. So he was much more into Kabbalah and Chassidus than he was into Nikla. And on Shabbos afternoon, when he would speak chassidus, the misnagdim would come and really chepper with him and really try and harass him. So one Shabbos afternoon, the chedusha harim was there. And when one of the misnagdim was chepping with the kajnitz amagid's son, the chedusha harim, oh, he started belting out. He, started, he really put this misnagid in his place. And afterwards, the, the rebbe, the kajnitz amagid's son, turns to the chedusha harim and he, and he gives him a, a pat on the cheek. And he says, Itchamaya the Hasmi Mechaya given. He gave me life. And the Khadushiarim said, I need a Rebbe who's gonna give me patch, not give me a glet, not give me a, a pat on the cheek. And he turned to leave. And the, the Kajas Amagid's son told him that if you're gonna leave and darken my Shabbos, Hashem will darken your Shabbos. And he left. And uh, he had ten sons, yeah. and they all passed away b'chayev on Shabbosim. He was succeeded by his grandson, the Sfasemis. Sfasemis was the grandson of the Chidush Yadim. <clears throat> yeah, anyhow, the Chidush Yadim says in number six, look in number six. Shnayim shoyim ahalchim b'derech, two people on a path. Ubiyad echod mem, one of them has a kitten shomayim, a flask of wood. Im shoysin shneim, if they both drink, they'll die. Im shoysin echod men hu magili yishu He's quoting our Gemara. Until Rabbi Kiva came and said, your brother lives with you, your life, to the life of your friend. He says, Rabbi Kiva, why Dafka Rabbi Kiva? Look at number six in the middle. Because the Gemara says in Baruchas, when Rabbi Kiva was dying, what did he tell his students? Our whole life I was pained on the Pasuk, loving Hashem Bechom Nafshecha. You have to love Hashem with all your soul. What does that mean? That even, well, the, where, where even when the Abishta takes your life, will you still love him? Love Hashem even when he takes your life. Sejra Bikiva, I never knew, do, am I holding on such a madrega that when the Abishta takes my soul, I'll still love him. And finally, it's happening now, as they were peeling off his skin, he tells his students. He said, I was waiting, Masa Yovelyot, when will it come to my hand? Vakaymen, and I'll, I'll fulfill it. <clears throat> what do you see from this Gemara, says the Chidush Yadim? The whole Yom of his entire life, he didn't desire life. Anyone else that desired life doesn't have the right, can't take the liberty to say, your life comes before your friend. Because maybe it's a bias, maybe they have an invested interest. But Rabbi Kiva almost despised life. He couldn't wait till he, till he died for the Ebishta. So when he says, your life comes before your friends, he has no vested interest. He's not biased at all. That's the pshat. V'raku only he yachaloy merchayecha koyim. Your life comes first. Shloyot sar chayusa ever atzmoi. He didn't want to. He had no interest in living with the toy He wasn't interested in hanging around for a pleasurable life. I cared. He wanted to go. So he can honestly and truthfully say, "Your life comes first." Avomisha chay l'shem hanor v'tainuk. Anyone else that enjoys their life has to be worried that if they would pass, and your life comes first. 
Maybe it's not an altruistic psak. Maybe they're biased. Maybe their eyes are clouded. Ein loy reshusi has no right to say chayev koidman to chayev chaveri. Because who said it's a true halacha? Maybe you're biased. You just want to continue your life. <clears throat> the Rebbe has a similar chap about Rabbi Kiva in regards to the fact he said, We asked, how ironic is it? He says, love your friend like yourself. And then he says, your life comes first. So the Ramban says, you see from there, is not literal, not mamish like yourself. But the Rebbe learned similar to this Chidushi Harim. Anybody else that didn't live with Avas Yisrael like Rabbi Akiva has no right to say that their life comes first. Because maybe it's a biased psak, maybe they're what we call Negei Bedabe, right? They have invested interest. But Rabbi Akiva, who lived with loving a friend like yourself, right? And therefore, he had no bias to say that your life is more important than your friends. No, your mom is equal. So he can say, but when it comes to the crunch, Torah says your life comes first. He's the only one that can say that pure halacha because he had no personal bias because he truly believed you and your friend are equal. So in fact, the Rebbe spins it that way, the same way the Chidush spins it about Masa Yov, when will I die? The Rebbe spins it about Vahavta Larecha, Kamata Higa. They said that's two of the same here. Here's the full set. Yeah, that anyone else that didn't that, that, that didn't make such a part of their lives, meaning they felt that they, you know, they cared more about themselves than anybody else, so they can't honestly say that when you're in the desert, your life comes first. Maybe it's not a true halacha, maybe that's just because what they feel. But Rabbi Akiva, who mamish felt all Yidin are equal, so he can truly say that the Torah says, he wasn't Negea Bedover. It wasn't for his own personal feelings because he truly felt that the two people are actually equal. Fine. So that explains Rabbi Akiva. But what's going on with Ben Petura? How could Ben Petura say they should both die? And like we mentioned, everybody held that till Rabbi Akiva came. How does it make any sense? So the truth is, there's a halachic medrash on Sefer Vayikra known as the Sifra, also known as the Torah's... The Sifra, the Sifra. Also known as the Torah's Kainim. It's halachic medrash on Sefer Vayikra. And on Parshas Bahar. I hope you can all hear me. I just can't, it's hard, I can't raise my voice. The fire of Rashbi. The smoke from his fire damaged my... Uh, no. I couldn't handle, couldn't handle the, the, the intensity, couldn't handle the flames. So, if you look in the Sifra in Parshas Bahar, it's almost an identical quote as Argomorah, but one difference. Ben Petura says, how do I know I'm right? Because it says, He learns from the same Pasuk as Rabbi Akiva. And he learns, means your friend has to be equal to you. So if you're going to drink half the flask, you can't then drink the other half. You have to give him the same half that you took. So you have to split it in both time. He learns mamish from the Pasuk. In our Gemara, it seems like Ben Petur is saying, based on logic, <coughs> it's Rabbi Kibu who invokes the Pasuk. If you look in the Sifra, it's no. Ben Petur says, logically, I don't know. But the Pasuk teaches me you have to mamish be equal. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a monumental difference. And... With this, we look at number two. Number two is the Maharam Shif. I think this is the first time we've ever had a Maharam Shif in, uh, in one of our shiurim. 
the Madame Schiff was, uh, lived in uh, Germany in the early 1600s. He passed away a young man, about 36 years old. But he, was, uh, he wrote an uh, incredible commentary on Gomorrah. He wrote works in Kabbalah as well. He was a Kabbalist too, a very holy man. His commentary on Gomorrah is known to be particularly complex. It's written very difficult. Now, sometimes the Madame Schiff says the same thing as, let's say, the Marsha, but it's much easier. Even the Marsha is also not so easy, but uh, easier the, than the Madame Schiff. The Madame Schiff is known as a, a very complex work to read. You have to know the Gomorrah crystal clear before you look at the comments to have any hope to, fo- to follow what the Madame Schiff is saying, because he, he said about himself a beautiful thing. <laughs> The Gemara says in Yuma that if someone passes away and Hashem says, no, you learned Torah, and you're going to say, listen, I, uh, you know, I, I, my business was too big, I had no time to learn. Hashem will say, were you any richer than a Elizabeth Chisma, a certain, you know, and, and, and he had time to learn. If you're going to say, I was very handsome and I was busy with, uh, you know, pleasuring in Elam Haas, were you any more handsome than Yosef? You're going to say, I had no money, I was a pauper. How could I focus on learning? Were you any poorer than, than Hillel? The Abish is going <laughs> to... He'll have something to say. Says the Madame Schiff, what if you go up, upstairs and you tell God, I couldn't learn, I was a fool. I had a thick head. You know what God's going to say? Were you any thicker than the Madame Schiff? And he's still learned. <laughs> Anyhow. So he quotes over here number two. Everybody asked the following question. Thus, everybody asked the following question. When, if someone owns a Jewish slave, the pasuk says, should be good for the slave with you. And we learn from there that if you only have one pillow, who do you give it to? The slave. By the way, the halach applies to a wife as well. The Rishon in Paskin, that if someone only has one pillow... It goes to your wife, just like it would go to your Evid Ivri. Now in the brackets he says, you have one pillow, you give to the servant. Why? Because the po- it's the same pasuk. Same, the pasuk says by the Evid, is good with you. We learn out from there, he has to be, per- whatever you have, he has to have. And therefore, if you have one pillow, you can't take it. Because then he's not going to have what you have, so you have to give it to him. So it's the same imcha. And you have to give it to him. So this is against both Rabbi Kiva and Ben Pturah. You should actually give the water to the other guy. You should give the water to the other guy. Why don't we say, Why don't we say, you get the pillow, you come first. So he gives a few answers. So this is a, everybody deals with this question. says, If you give the water to your friend, your friend has to give it back to you, because he has a mitzvah. Yeah. And what about by the pillow? Uh, Maybe you should keep on going back and forth. By the water, you give your friend, he has to give to you. Because both of you have to make sure the other guy has. And therefore, you know, it keeps on going, so it starts by you because it's your water. But here, the master has to take care of the Evid. The Evid doesn't have to take care of the master. So it doesn't go, it doesn't go like a circle. By the master and the servant, there's no circle. You give it to the servant, he doesn't have to give it back. But by the water, it's a circle. 
Now, wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. But what about by the water, do a circle and split it? Why don't we say by the water, since you both have to give each other, so then both take a half. And each of you will be giving a half and keeping a half. The half that you keep is like the half that your friend has to give to you, and the half that your friend has is the half you have to give to him. In other words, he's not really dealing with Ben Petura. So it sounds like from here, in other words like this, when, when Ben Petura said what he said, and Rabbi Kiva argued, did Rabbi Kiva think Ben Petura's din makes no sense, and the Shail is only who, someone has to survive, the Shail is who? So he says, you, not your friend. Or when Rabbi Kiva says, he meant to negate Ben Petura's option of splitting it. You hear the Shaila? The Shaila is, does Rabbi Kiva feel that splitting it is foolish? The Shaila is, though, who should live, you or your friend? Or does Rabbi Kiva say, no, splitting it, I hear splitting it, but I'm going to teach you instead of splitting it, keep it yourself. It sounds like from here that in the world of Rabbi Kiva, splitting it is not an option. The Shaila is, who's going to get it? Who's going to get it? So by the water, it's going to go back and forth. We'll keep on going, so you keep it. By the pillow, it doesn't go back and forth because you have to give to your Evid, but your Evid doesn't have to give to you. So it sounds like the Maram Shif understands in the world of Rabbi Akiva, splitting the water is not an option. The two options are, does your friend get it, or does you get it, or do you get it? And for that, he says, fine. Continues the Maram Shif. Oid Imcha means taka, you have to be equal mamish. By the pillow, you taka split the nights. Hosam im yesh lekarech, you have one pillow. Mishtamash hu bayim, you sleep with the pillow today, and the servant uses it tomorrow. The chayzer chalil lekayim imcha. Uba oisasha, at that time that the servant uses it, that's when we say that if you buy a Jewish slave, it's like you bought a master, because he gets the pillow. It's talking about the night that he gets the pillow, not that it's always like that. Avol but here, Deloy Shavin, but over here where it can't be equal. Again, the Maram Shif in his second answer is saying the same thing. In the world of Rabbi Akiva, splitting the water is not an option. The child, do you get it? Or does your friend get it so at least someone should live? So by the pillow, you talk and split it. One night, one night, one night, one night. But here to split, it's not an option. You should both die. By the pillow, it makes sense. One night you sleep well, the next night I sleep well. By here splitting, it doesn't make sense. And therefore, it's going to go to you. So these are the two answers of the Madam Shif. What you see from both answers of the Madam Shif is that in Rabbi Kiva's world, splitting, it's a non-option. You should both die. How does that make sense? The two options that do make sense is maybe your friend should live or you should live. And for that, he says you should live because your responsibilities to yourself come first. Join me in number three for a moment. This is Rabbi Yosef Engel. Rabbi Yosef Engel, where's Rabbi Tadabam's father, as a young boy, as a bacher, maybe took walks with, strolled around with Yosef Engel in Vienna, was it? In Vienna, okay. Rabbi Yosef Engel wrote the incredible Sfarim. This is a sefer called Chaisen Yosef. And he has hundreds of comments, specifically on the Maharit's commentary to Kedushin. Who's the Maharit? We spoke about him by the Shir, about the Kainim. Rabbi Yosef Trani, one of the greatest Sephardic uh, minds, passed away in the 1630s, in 1638, he passed, 1639, he passes away. The Maharit, let's read number three, Yosef Engel. Look at the Maharit, Shamra, Venira Beyishev Kushis 
Says Yosef Engel, if you ask me what's the answer to the Maram Shif and the Maritz Kasha, what's the difference between the water that you get versus the pillow that you give to your Evid? If your life comes first by the water, why don't you get the pillow? Because instead of Yosef Engel, I'll tell you the Pshat, different than the Maram Shif. You have a chiv to help your friend. If someone's friend is dying, you can't watch your friend. You have a chiv to help your friend. But you also have a chiv to help yourself. There's a chiv to be mechai yourself, because the path of mechai gives each person an individual obligation to keep their bodies alive. Right? A person can't give up their lives. God forbid for suicide. V'chaibim, you have to keep yourself alive. Gam also, l'hachis es chaveirim v'chaibim. You have two obligations, for yourself and for your friends. But lach and chiv shaloi kaidim. So we learn from v'chaibim, yeah, you got to help your friend, but you come first. Ma'ashenkin, by the pillow, the master has no obligation to give himself a good night's sleep. He has no obligation to give himself a pillow. He has a chiv to give the evidence a pillow. Mashenkin bekar by the pillow, ain shum chiv alav ba'atzma. The master doesn't have to sleep on a pillow. The ilu kishayishkav, and when he lies down, yochel of chiv lost his gam levet came, but he'll have to give to the evid. Mikra de imcha from it says because the evid has to be like you, and you're not going to fulfill it. Va'alkein therefore also lo ligrim bitul achiv. In other words, what he's saying is very simple. <coughs> By the pillow, you have a chiv to give to your Evid. You have no chiv to give to yourself. You have no chiv to give yourself. Therefore, when you take the pillow, you have a problem because you have to make sure your friend has what you have. Right? Masha'en came by the water. You have a chiv to keep yourself alive. So that's a third answer. Madam Shif gave two answers. <coughs> Here he gives a third. But he says, says Yosef Engel, Masha Kosov HaMarit. Now, you know what the Marit answers? The Marit. The Marit gives the first answer, the Maram Shif. The, Mar- the Marit says, The Marit gave the answer, you both have to help each other. The Marit that is quoting gave the same answer as we saw in the Maram Shif's first answer. That you have to help your friend, but your friend has to help you. He says, says, I have a cash on that answer. He has a, phlo- he has a great question. If you have a cotton, what if you're traveling the desert, you have a guy who's bar mitzvah and you have a kid. The guy that's bar mitzvah is chayv and mitzvahs. So he has a chiv to help the cotton. The cotton, the kid's potter from mitzvah, he doesn't have to help the bar mitzvah guy. So according to the marit and the maram shif, the cotton should be the one that gets the water. Or if someone's blind, according to Rabbi Yehuda, that is potter from mitzvahs, the im calls it vadai mitzvah lagodol upatuach lachyoy, so the bar mitzvah guy or the one that can see has to be mechaya the blind or the cotton, the imkain, you're going to say there's a chiv to give him, because the ozloi because here you can't say that your friend has to help you, because if your friend's a cotton, if your friend's blind and his potter for mitzvahs, or if he's a shaitan, his potter for mitzvahs, then he doesn't have to, he doesn't, it doesn't mirror back, he doesn't have a chiv to tell you his potter, and you'd have to give to him, that doesn't make any sense. So therefore he doesn't like the answer of the marit and the maram shif, he likes his own answer. So if you have to help your friend plus help yourself, that's when we say Chayecha What? You wouldn't give it to the cup or to the shaykh because these people can't find their way. The whole reason why you would think that maybe you should give it to one person to the other because you can get the shoe. In 48 hours, no, there's an airplane coming right here in 48 hours. You know, imagine that.
Anyhow, so it's fascinating how we answer the question from the pillar. But uh, it's according to the version of the Sifra that Ben Petura learns from the Chayah Chicha Imach that your brother has to live with you, therefore you can't take from him anything you won't give him, it mamish mirrors up to the story of the pillow. By the pillow it's more extreme because you don't split it, you mamish give to him and here you split it. But at least it's a similar idea that you can't take for yourself something and leave your friend behind. But I'll upon him how Rabbi Kiva fits with the pillow, we see three answers. Either because the pillow doesn't go back and forth because your ever doesn't have to give to you. Mashenkin, by the water, you both have to give each other. Or the second answer, the Madam Shif, when it comes to the pillow, um, you split it night by night. Or the answer of Yosef Engel, that by the water you have to give to your friend, but you also have to give to yourself. Whereas by the... Right, so that's a, that's a, that's a small time of Papula Bauma. Anyhow. Do we have a class about giving up to the government? Like if they're going to kill everyone or give us one guy. Yeah, yeah. We spoke about it. So, 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 so here's the thing. <clears throat> All right. So uh, let's just first try and get Ben Petura over here. What we know Ben Petura says they both drink it and they both die. As far as the Gemara is concerned, it seems to be just a Savara, a logic. How could one person watch his friend die? If you look in the Sifra, it's based on the Pasuk of the Chea Imach, and it's very similar to the pillowcase, according to Ben Petur. You can't have something and leave the other guy behind if it says Imcha, has to be with you. But there are some other logics for Ben Petur, and with that we'll be able to understand Rabbi Akiva. There's a well-known Nitziv, the Nitziv of uh, Velozhin in his commentary to the Sheiltis, known as the Hamek Sheila, he learns this whole Gemara is talking when it's possible they'll both survive. In other words, if they both drink the water, they'll both live 48 hours and they'll definitely, and uh, I'm sorry, yeah, if they would both, it takes 48 hours to get out of here. If one of them drinks the water, he's getting out. If they split it, they'll both live 24 hours. They probably won't get out. But you never know. Maybe a caravan will come. Maybe. You don't know for sure. You don't know for sure. So therefore the Nitziv says, you don't have the right to take the water for yourself and, you know, um, solidify your safety by completely removing your friend's safety. Right? If you drink the water yourself, your friend's going to drop dead. You can't concretize your safety by completely de- deplenishing the life source of your friend Right? Instead of splitting the water and giving both of yourselves a chance to survive. The chance of your friend surviving is more important than, uh, making, than, than uh, making your survival 100%. That's how the Nitziv learns. And the Madam Shik... The Shnei Mason is even if they'll both die. He, he said even if they'll both die. But if it's, if it's definite, he wouldn't say that. Says the Nitziv, it's only when there's a hope for survival. If it's definite, even Ben Petura would not say it's logical they should both die. I mean, it's like Chelm. Better they both die than one of them surviving. It must be, says in Nitziv, that there's a hope they could both survive. And the Chap of Ben Petura is, although if you do something, namely drinking the water, you'll, uh, you'll, make it, you'll, you'll uh, definitize your survival, you don't have a right to do that if you will be removing any chance of survival for your friend. And the Madam Shik learns the same way. The Samsoifer student learns the same way. So that's one logic for Ben Petura. The Chazan Ish, what? In that case, Rabbi Kiva would still say... Yeah, and even then, and even then Rabbi Kiva disagrees. Even then Rabbi Kiva says, no, 
you have to prioritize your definite survival over giving your friend a chance to live. Yeah, even then, Rabbi Kiva, exactly. If you learn Ben Petura this way, Rabbi Kiva comes, that comes out a bigger Chiddush of how far we take Chayecha Kaidman. And it makes sense why nobody else wanted to yeah, say it till Rabbi Kiva came. When it says Shnei Mesim, it means even if they'll both die. Right. You know, no, I mean, even if they'll both die, even if the, even, and even if it's probable, even if it's probable they'll both die, but not if it's certain. There's a well-known Chazoyin Ish who says another Pshat in Ben Petura. There's something called Chayi Oilam, eternal life. There's something called Chayi Shah, temporary life. Okay. So fine. So the, the Chazoyin Ish says like this. If you drink the water yourself, your friend's going to faint on the spot. You will give yourself chaye oilam, eternal life. If you drink the water, your friend's going to faint on the spot. He's going to die in the next hour. If you don't give him any water, he's going to die in an hour. If you, but if you, you take the water, you'll survive. You will get chaye oilam, but you will be stripping your friend from even chaye shah, even temporary life. But if you split it, you'll both live for 24 hours. If you split it, you'll both get chayesha. So he says different than the Nitziv. He says, even if you know you'll both die after 24 hours, but you have a responsibility to give your friend chayesha. You don't have the right to give yourself chaye oilam on the expense of your friend's chayesha. That's what the Chazanish says. And that's how he learns Ben Petura. Wow. Rabbi Kiva disagrees and says, no, your chaye oilam is greater. Rabbi Asher Weiss, we mentioned him in the, in the Pesach Shir, and we had, a, we had his student over here who was going bonkers, all excited that we quoted him. Rabbi Asher Weiss, the big Ravener Tisrael, he has a big issue with this explanation of the Chazanish. And he says, There's The Gemara there says, You don't go to a, a doctor who worships idols. You don't go to him, especially if it's going to be the two of you in a room by yourselves. It's Mamish Sakana, he might kill you. And he's going to say that the operation was botched. He may deliberately kill you. But the Gemara there says, if someone has an illness that they're definitely going to die from soon, then they may as well. I freck the Gemara, we may as well. But if the doctor kills him, he would have lived another three months. Says the Gemara, and these are the words, since we're only dealing with the guy living a couple months, it's only chayisha. If right, what? Because if he goes to the doctor, he has a chance to live forever. Either the doctor might kill him. No, what's he losing? Chayisha. So you see from there that when it comes to breaking Shabbos, you'll break Shabbos whether the person has eighty years to live or whether the person has one day to live. When it comes to being mechal Shabbos. We agree to the Chazanish. There's no difference of Chai Yishor and Chai Yoylam. You'll break Shabbos to save the guy's life, even if it's just temporary. That's as far as breaking Shabbos. But as far as comparing the two, there's definitely a difference between Chai Yoylam and Chai Yishor, like you see in the Gemara Navoid If someone's only, if as a terminal illness, God forbid, they're going to live for another month, they're allowed to go to this doctor, even though it's 50-50, because it's, I will die. No, what did he lose? Chayisha. In fact, the Shavus Yankov, the Yankov Raisha, famous, hold on, famously Paskins. If someone has a terminal illness and they're going to die in three months, they're allowed to do an operation which 50% chance they might die under the knife, 50% chance they might live for another 10 years. And the Shavus Yankov says, why? 
because you might get you might live for another 10 years. Ah, you might die right away. No, you're going to die in three months anyways. He based on the Gemara Navi that Chayisho is, is, is almost, is, uh, doesn't, doesn't uh, enter the rink of Chayi Olam. And since if you go into the operation, you might get Chayi Olam, that trumps everything. So, Frekt Asha Wise, based on the Tshuva, the Shvus Yankiv, based on the Gemara Navi what would be the reason of Ben Petura? You can't ensure your Chaya Olam on the expense of your friend's Chaya Shor. Of course you can. When you stack the two up, Chaya Olam trumps. So that's a Kasha Asher Wise has on the... Right, you kill a tray for your pot, but your pot are from... Uh, you're right, you're right. But uh, if you have to compare it mamish to Chaya Olam, it's weaker. I guess that's his Nakuda. If you have to compare it to Chaya Olam, that's his Nakuda. Um, <coughs> the Chor, you can answer very simple. That Gemara Navodazar is going according to Rabbi Akiva. In other words, the Chazanish is giving a Svar and Ben Petura. Ben Petura holds that the two are equal, Chayisho, Chayyolam. But if once we pass them like Rabbi Akiva, that Gemara Navodazar comes later, comes post the Psak of Rabbi Akiva. But either way, that's another logic for Ben Petura. So, so far we have the Nitziv. How could who? Who's, uh, who's arguing in Rabbi Akiva? Who's arguing in Rabbi Akiva? Sorry? No, so what's your question? Which Achreinim? No, no, I didn't bring any Achreinim that argue on Rabbi Akiva. They explain how Rabbi Akiva fits with the pillow, why he would also agree. Ah, so, so far in Ben Petur, we have a couple logics. We have the logic of the Nitziv, that maybe they'll both survive. We have the logic of the Chazanish, who says that you can't ensure your chayi oilom an expense of your friend's chayi shor. And then we have the sifra that he learns from a pasuk. He learns from a pasuk of Imcha. Now, join me in the Radvaz for a second, number four. This is a well-known shuv of the Radvaz. Sha'al tomi many, the Radvaz says, you ask from me. I'll tell you my opinion. Al-mashur o'isa kosuv. You saw written, Im Amar Hashilton Li Yisrael. The government, the king tells a Jew, Hanachli Lekatsitz Ever Echot. Let me cut off a limb from you. She'ein Chomesmi, you won't die. Let me cut off your finger. Or Amas Yisrael, or I'll kill your friend. Do you have to give up a limb for your friend to survive? That's the Shaila. Yes, some say Shechayev, you're Chayev, Laniach Lekatsitz Ever. Some say you're chayev to lose the limb in order that your friend shouldn't die. The Radvaz is a whole tshuva and he finishes off like this. He, he disagrees. He says you don't have to give up anything. <coughs> you never have to give up anything. The, the mishpatim of Torah have to make sense. Now, whoa, what does that mean? Really? Everything in Torah has to make sense? That's a little dangerous. But the truth is, the Rebbe once said, the Rebbe once said the following expression, <coughs> that Torah doesn't have to make sense with Seichel, but it can't be opposite from Seichel. In other words, if someone comes up with a Torah halach, which is completely opposite from Seichel, it's probably wrong. They should probably reanalyze the halacha. <coughs> 
Mishpat, but he says Mishpat Tetris have to make sense. Vasvara ech yal al datenu. How could you imagine? How could you expect that the Abish wants a person to cut off a leg so your friend should survive? It's not. It's not pleasant. Shianiach adam. A person has to allow to lose an eye to cut off his hand or his leg in order his friend shouldn't die. It doesn't make sense. Hilkach <coughs> therefore he says any royatam I don't think this is true. Elamidus chsidus. Ah, oh, you want to go beyond the lead of the law and give up your finger? Beautiful. You could do it beautiful. But then he says the whopper. What if getting this operation, you might die? Don't do it. Because your Safek is better than the Vade of your friend. <clears throat> and let me just explain something for a second. There's always a big shyness. Is someone allowed to die to keep somebody else alive? So, the Shaila really can be divided into a couple cases. One of them is, if your friend is in 100% danger, right? You could bring him to 100% safety, but you will be going from 100% safety to 100% death. In other words, you will certainly save your friend's life. You'll save him from definite death to definite life, but you will go from definite life to definite death. You're going from 100 down to zero. You're going to bring him from zero to 100. That's one, Shiloh. One. Uh, according to most... Donate your own heart. Right, basically to die for somebody else. It, depend, it depends how you understand Rabbi Akiva. When Rabbi Akiva says, is it a command? If you have an obligation to take care of your life before your friend, then you wouldn't be allowed to do it. Hold on, but we'll get there. Another case is, let's say your friend is only 50-50. He's in a Sakana, 50-50. You could bring him, though, out of the question to, to complete safety. But you will bring yourself from complete safety to certain death. So you're going down from 100 to 0. You're bringing him from 50 to 100. So you're... 100 gi- to 0? He's for sure going to die? Yeah, you're for sure going to die, but you're going to bring your friend from a 50-50 to definite safety. So here you're giving your friend... You're giving up from yourself more than you're giving to your friend. So too you could say, what if you're going to go from safety to death... And you'll bring your friend from certain death to possible to 50 50. Exactly. Then you have another case. What if I'm myself already 50 50, right? And I'm going to bring myself to certain death, but I'll bring him from certain death to certain safety, right? You can have all these different combinations. You can make all of these variations, and the Allah is not the same. The Allah is not the same. The Radvaz here is very extreme, though. The Radvaz here is talking about. You're right now in a 100% safety zone. If you go through the operation, you'll be 50-50. But you will bring your friend from 100% danger to 100% safety. So you're going to be going down from 100 to 50, bringing your friend up from 0 to 100. He says you can't do it. The Radvaz says you're not allowed, you're a chosid shaitan. Because I, for you, it's a Suffolk and your friend's a vadai. Your Suffolk is better than your friend's vadai. Where did Radvaz dream this from? Because he learns when Rekiva says, it's an obligation. You are first and foremost obligated to yourself. So much so, even if even your own 50-50. So according to him, donate a kidney. Right. Oh, well, uh, no, no, so if, no if, it's my, if it's a safe operation, but if it's a... There's a suffer. Mm. Everything's a suffer. Even if you have a guy who's shot and wounded, 
and he's going to get picked off at some point in time. You're standing behind a barrier. Do you run out and go get the guy? And you can right, exactly, that, that's, exactly, that's exactly. Now uh, hold, hold on. The Hagoyis Maimonus, who was a Kohen, a student to the Maram in Rottenburg, he famously quotes a Yerushalmi that we don't have that you have to, a person is supposed to, put themselves in a suffolk of danger to save their friends. Just the opposite of the Pesach of the Radvaz. The Minchas Chinuch quotes, the Minchas Chinuch quotes this din of the, he said we don't have the Yerushalmi, and he says more than that, the Minchas Chinuch has a few questions on it, and he says, listen, no, what? No, but let's say we're talking about no, giving uh, something that you won't die from. Giving a limb that you won't die from. A, an extra kidney. No, I think he's asking someone's for sure going to die. But they you're talking about donating something you'll die from. That's something else. That's what you're donating your heart or something. But here we're talking about donating a kidney. Or losing a limb you won't die from. But the question is why are you saying that there's something that's a vada isn't it? Like Chayyosha is not a vada either. It's also a suffix. They're all sick, meaning a person doesn't know if he's going to pass away in the next minute. No, you're talking about. That's what Chayyosha works. Chayyosha is you live indefinitely. Well, indefinitely. Well, when he says his life, for sure. Yes, 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 yes. Now, anyways, anyways. Oh. So, if you. Let's say someone yeah. is, let's say his cancer. He's going to die. But his lungs are good. So, he says, I only have a year left. Let me take my lungs and give it to a guy who needs it for 10 years. Chayyosha for Chayyosha. Your Chayisha, is he even Usher Weiss who argues on the Chazanish and says that Chayyolam is better than Chayisha? That's when it's your Chayyolam and you want to take the water for yourself and forget about the guy's Chayisha. But if it's your Chayisha. You're of a year, for sure. No, 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 no. Because you're going to go for 20 years. This go, give it up. This, forget it. Ask a better Shiloh. So a guy's not a cancer patient, he's going to live for 100 years. Another guy's dying. Stam, to give up your life to help your friends. Can you give up your life? You have 100 years. No, 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 no. Because some learn, in fact, we're going to see the Erechayim learns that according to Rabbi Akiva, you have a choice who you give the water to. The Erechayim in his Sefer Rishon Lutzian learns that Rabbi Akiva holds you have a choice. You can, you, you could, Rabbi Akiva says you're allowed to take it. Ben Petura says you can't take it. Rabbi Akiva allows you, but he also allows you to give it to your friend. So according to the Er Chaim and his Sefer Rishon Letzian, you're bechlal allowed to give up your life for your friend. Even if you're not a cancer patient, you could stop give up your life. Even if you're both Chayyolim, you know? <clears throat> the Shail is, would he say, you're like, <laughs> could you give up your Chayyolim for someone else's Chayyishor? That would mamash be like an extreme. That would mamash be an extreme. Maybe. Maybe you can. The Shail is because helping another Yid is a mitzvah and of loy samed al dam not to stand idly by. Are you allowed to give up your life for any mitzvah in the Torah? Besides the big three, do you have a choice? So Toysus holds you can in certain circumstances. So the Shaila, the Smak holds that way. So the Shaila is, if someone says, I want to give up my life for my friend because I want to give up my life not to be over the transgression of standing idly by while my friend is suffering. To give up my life, not just to save his life, but in order that the transgression shouldn't be violated. Can you give up your life for that reason? Anyhow, Shuakoponim, the Radvaz says clearly you can't put yourself in a sakana, even if you certainly save your friend. The Hagois Maimonis quotes from Yerushalmi that you're supposed to. I just quoted from the Ur Chaim who says, not, you're allowed to give up your life definitely to save your friend because your Bikiv allows you to give it to your friend. If you want, you could drink. If you want, you can give it to him. The Alter Rebbe in his Shulchan Aruch quotes both opinions. 
about putting yourself in a makam sakana that uh, it quotes two opinions if you're allowed to or not so it remains a big discussion the Radvaz is in one extreme the, again the Agois Maimnes quotes from Yerushalmi that you're supposed to put yourself in a sakana if you can definitely help your friend it's not the same as the Erechaim the Agois Maimon is talking about you're putting yourself from a hundred up but the Agois Maimon is talking about you're going from 100% to 50 to bring your friend from zero to 100. But stam to give up your life for your friend, he doesn't say. But that the Urachayim says, he says he believes it could be when Rabbi Kiva says that you drink the water, saying you're allowed to drink the water, you have the right, but you also have the right to give it to your friend, which would be killing yourself to save your friend. Anyhow. <coughs> but, uh, so the Radvaz gets this thing from Rabbi Akiva. So in other words, someone a tiny that you know what the debate of Ben Petur and Rabbi Akiva is? Is this very debate, do you have to put yourself into danger to save your friend? Especially according to the Nitziv, that if you both drink the water, you may both survive. So if you're going to split the water, you're not killing yourself for sure. There's room that you might both survive. So you have to do that in order to give your friend a little bit more life, right? And, but Rabbi Kiva would fit very well with the Radvaz that, no, you have, you have no right to do that. Radvaz takes Rabbi Kiva to an extreme. You have no right, your life comes first, and that's it. Now, bum, bum, okay, let's just see. Uh, look at number five for a second. Number five is another statement from the Chidush Yehadim. Begemara, Dorish, Ben Petura, two people walking Bederech. One of them has a flask of water. Im yishtu and they'll die. And he says, better they should both die. And he says, your friend lives with you. That means you take care of yourself first. So first he says, why do we say, we're in the middle of number five. Why do we say, to say, what's so I told you the, the simple shot is because until Rabbi Kiva, everyone passing like Ben Petura. It was Rabbi Kiva who changed the, the tide. And why Dafka Rabbi Kiva? So the Rebbe said Dafka because he said, Haftar Kamecha. The Chedushim gave his other word before. But here he says like this. Everyone should want to do like Ben Petura. Everyone in their heart of hearts should say, I, I can't drink the water. Mm-hmm. How can I do this? Everyone needs to have a feeling that I can't split the water. I can't drink. I can't drink, thank you. And I have to split the water. But... Until finally, Kiva says, no, you got to drink because you have your responsibility to yourself. Ad, rak mitam, Rabbi Kiva teaches me, nebuch, I'm forced. In other words, the outlook has to be, how can I see my friend that we both? But Rabbi Kiva then, you know, a person has to feel that until he hears Rabbi Kiva screaming in his ears, you got to drink the water. And you kind of, your hands are, my hands are tied behind your back. But then the Chidushurim has the famous Shiloh. V'yeshli, stapik, what if im yesh What if you have two flasks of water and there's three people? You drink one yourself. What do you do with the other flask? Do you choose which of the other two get it? Or do you split it? You can keep one for yourself and one for one of your friends. So there's Reuven, Shimon, and Levi. Reuven has two flasks. One's for him. He goes like Rabbi Kiva, I got it. What does he do with the other flask? 
He can choose Shimon and Levi, one of them, and they'll live. They'll both die. To give to both. Because, you know, in other words... Uh, <clears throat> now, hold on. The Chidush Yarim says if you give to both. No, Reuven's 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 gonna take out two plastic cups and pour from the flask and give them both. No, he's saying no, if he, he gives one, to one of them, he, he's he's for the other. Responsibility, responsibility well, Reuven's out of the picture. He drank his. Yeah, now so use the other flask. The he puts it in the middle and uh, no, they have the same problem. Yeah, but it doesn't belong to either of them. It was only give. It was only given to them. I'm an What if they're on IV? They're both injured. They're on IV. They can't give it to each other. Forget about IV. Mm. They can't it's give it to each other. But Reuven is out of the picture, but it's not Reuven's decision. It's just, I, it's assuming they're not in control. It's Reuven's child. The well, question is to Reuven, what does he do? Anyway, he's drinking, he's safe. Yeah, yeah, but he's between okay. Shimon and Levi, it's neither of them own the water. So Chayecho Kodman won't apply between the second flask. That's why it doesn't belong here, so it doesn't belong. So, what happens to the second flask? No, it doesn't. That's exactly why we'll pass like Ben Petura that they're split it. I will tell you, I will tell you. The saving how many people's lives? No, Hatzalus Rabbim Shiny. Hatzalus Rabbim Shiny. The whole idea of shlichus is you're giving up. I mean, the shalit is you know, okay, fine, fine. Now here's the thing though: the chidushi harim. This is this is quoted in a sefer called Sifsei Tzadik that they quote this pesach of the chidushi harim. In the sefer Siach Sarfei Kodesh, which is also has chidushim of the chidushi harim, it says there he gave an opposite pesach that Reuven somehow has to make a goyrul or something, but they shouldn't both split it. What it boils down to is our Shaila we had in the beginning. When Rabbi Kiva heard what Ben Petura said, one option is in Rabbi Kiva's world, splitting makes no sense. That they should both die. Someone has to live. The child is you or your friend. So he says, The other option is Rabbi Kiva understands Ben Petura well. It makes sense you both split it. Nonetheless, if you learn the first way that it doesn't make sense that they should both split it, why should they both die? It's like a Chelm uh, Eitzer. The child is only who should get it between you and your friend, you. So then if there's three people, it wouldn't make sense either to split the second flask with the two people. It never makes sense to do Ben Petura. How do you decide? Maybe the Koyan comes first, like an end of Hairiya. says there's, there is a, a hierarchy, a Tamad Chachem, or this and that, or a different thing, or a Goyrul. Real but if you learn, if you learn that no, Rabbi Kiva understands Ben Petura. Ben is you should split it. It's only that Chayecha Koidman trumps the logic of splitting it. Then the moment Chayecha Koidman doesn't play a role, they split it. So there is a contradiction in the Chidush Adim himself. Also the Chazanish. The Chazanish, it's well known in two different places he discusses it. In one place he said, like here, they should both die. Because Chayecha Koidman doesn't play a role. And elsewhere he says no. 
So you see that both the Chidushim and the Chaznish, the two people that we know that discussed the Shaila, they both have with conflicting reports. I mean, the Chaznish is his own handwriting. Here, here it's quoting, this is not the Chidushim writing, this is quoting from him, but conflicting reports of what they said. And it all boils down to the two ways of understanding Rabbi Akiva. Does he understand the idea they both drink it, but Chayecha Koydman is more important? But then the moment Chayecha Koydman doesn't play a role, we go back to that din, and therefore in the case of three people, the other two would split it. Or no, Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva repels such an option. What? You have another issue here. Because now you have the chance for 36 hours times two. You're saying split it three ways, split both of them three ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Ben Petura yeah, would definitely say that. You still right, come right. up just short of the one yard line. <laughs> <laughs> all three. Nah. Two, you anyway, can make it, or all okay. three. You can. <laughs> I want to just right, do this quickly. I'll do it outside quickly. I'm going to do this out. The Nitziv, the Nitziv, and the Madam Shik. Both of them. That's very important. Right, right. That's very important. Now, I want to tell this number seven, the next page, I have a tshuva of Reb Moshe Feinstein. I'm going to do it outside. It's, a, it's an incredible tshuva, and Reb Moshe Feinstein really gets into the, the, the debate of Ben Ptura and Rabbi Akiva. And he says like this There's a well known din. If a guy comes to you and says, I want you to kill Yankul or I'll kill you, are you allowed to kill Yankul to save yourself? No. The Gemara says in Sanhedrin, why not? Because how can you say that you're more important than your friend? You're going to kill him to save yourself? What, as if you're more important? How do you know your blood is redder than your friend's blood? Toysvis, in many places in Shas, discusses the following case. What if a guy says, I am going to push you and to smother somebody, you're just going to be the tool. Passive. If you passive, and if you resist, I'll kill you. Do you have to resist and give up your life? Or, or, are you allowed to say, I'm not making the decision here, I'm just being passive. So on the one hand, you might say no. You can't allow yourself to kill because then you're killing someone to save yourself. On the other hand, I'm not killing him. I'm just being passive. So Toysvus, at least one of the Bali Toysvus, the Re by Mordechai, the student of Rabbeinu Tam, famously holds that if you're being the tool to smother somebody else, you don't have to um, object, refuse, and give up your life because you could say, why should I give up my life for him? Who said his blood is redder than mine? So here the logic flips. Here the logic flips. Why should I actively resist and choose that I, better me die than him? Why should I die better than him? Who said he's better than me? And therefore, as long as I'm not making the decision, I can passively be used as the tool. Now, there's a discussion if everybody holds of this. Because the reason the Rebar Mordechai created this halacha was to explain how Esther, who was married to Mordechai, according to the Gemara and Megillah, she's spending time living with Achashverosh. You know, for many years she's going back and forth. Why didn't she put up a fight? She should let herself be killed. It's Pashat Gili Arayas. She's uh, being Megal Arayas. So the Rebar Mordechai said that it's passive. Since the woman is passive, it's not her doing the act. Right? So therefore you don't have to give up your life when you're being passive. Rabbeinu Tam argued and said the reason Esther could do with Achashverosh what she did because he was a guy 
and you don't have to give up your life for Gili Arayas with a guy. For a woman, a married woman and a guy doesn't have to give up her life. A Yiddish man with a Goyish woman is a, is a machlekes if you have to give up your life to, for Boyal Aramis. Uh, that, but this way, if it's a Jewish woman with a Goyish man, Rabbein Tam says, there's no din of Yehorek value. You don't have to give up your life. So Rabbein Tam didn't have to create this din of the Rebar Mordechai. His student, the Rebar Mordechai, had to create a din as long as you're passive, you're okay. So there's a child if the din is unanimous or not. But Toysus says it everywhere. So Moshe Farsi wants to wait a second. Wait a second. <coughs> If the halacha follows Taisus and you're allowed to give up your life, I'm sorry, you're allowed to kill someone passively to keep yourself alive, then what's Ben Petura talking about? Why can't you drink the water? Why can't you drink the water? You're not killing your friend. Your friend's going to die from thirst, from the desert, from the heat, yeah. right? Heat stroke, sunstroke. It's, it's, what's going on with Ben Petura? How does, it, how does the thing fit Bechlaw? So he I says like this, the, 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 the Shiloh of Moshe Feinstein is, if you're allowed to keep yourself alive on the expense of someone dying, even if you're the tool that will be used to kill them, right? How much, more so? How much more so over here, you should be able to drink your water. You should be able to drink your water, and uh, I, the other guy's going to die. It's not my cheshman. I'm not deciding that my blood's redder than his. Why should I split the water? Who said his blood is redder than mine? We should apply Tezus' logic over here. How do you explain Ben Petura? Now the truth is, some Taina, even Ben Petura, only meant Midas Chassidus is to split it. But really, there's no halachic issue in you taking it. There are some that learn that according to Ben Petura, he only meant Midas Chassidus. But really, you could take it. If you learn that way, Rabbi Kiva must be a Chiv. So if Ben Petura says you have to split it, then you can learn like the Erechai and the Rikiva kind of says, no, you're allowed to take it. But if you learn that Ben Petur himself was only saying that it's the right thing to split, but you could take it, then the Rikiva must be giving you an obligation, right? So depending on how you learn Ben Petur will be how you understand Rabbi Akiva. But says of Moshe Feinstein, like it's a fascinating thing. Imagine you have somebody sitting in a pit. They have a, and they're going to die of hunger or from the insects there, the rats, the snakes. There's a ladder they can get out. A goy says to you, I want you to remove the ladder or I'll kill you. Are you allowed to remove the ladder? You're not killing the yid in the pit. He's going to die from natural circumstances. You're just removing his method of safety, method of atzola. You're doing it to save your life. Now, Bechlau. Bechlau, if Stam going to a pit and removing the ladder, which will cause your friend to die, is that murder? It's causative murder, B'derech Grama. It's B'derech Grama. Right, by a guy it's murder. By a yid, B'derech Grama. Right. A guy gets killed for killing through Grama. A guy gets killed. I have a whole shit. This was a debate of Reuven and Yehuda of letting Yosef die in the pit. Letting someone die by Grama for a guy is murder, not for a yid. But the child is, let's say, it's, it's begeder murder, but it could be you won't get killed in Besden. But it's beget. Oh, but here's the thing. I'll, I'll, I'll prove to you it's in the gather of murder. A pit with snakes and scorpion? What? A pit with snakes and scorpion? Either that or he'll die from hunger in the pit. Either way. He'll die in the pit for sure. What's this? According to modern law, if you pull the ladder out. No, that's different. 
you walk it's by. It's like pulling the, was it like Michal, pulling the plug from a sick Not patient. A plug, that, uh, you know, they're... I'm just removing their fluids from them. They're dying from their natural body. It's shutting yeah. down. Okay, okay but that's that's because that, that's a medium. No, no, the difference is <laughs> the difference is that's kind of a, that's definitely even in the zikin. There's a difference of groma and garme, two types of hezek. It depends on how immediate the damage is. By the ladder, the, if the guy is not even holding the ladder, if he's on the ladder, I'm back in. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, but if he's about to get on the ladder, if he's one step away, take it to the most extreme. He's one step away from the ladder. He's not fine, on it, he's fine. one step away. But here's, uh, uh, so here's like this. If you would see, you're walking past, you see Yankel in the pit, you see Beryl, Stam, going to move the ladder. Are you allowed to kill yes, Beryl? Is Beryl a raidif? Yeah. So he says, yeah. Yeah. Beryl's a raidif. Yeah, the chayr, the raidif. I, if Beryl did it, would Beryl be able to be killed in court as a raidif? Love davka, but the din of raidif doesn't have to fall in the same category. You're allowed to kill him. That's as far as raidif. But what as far as Yehorek Val Yavar? If the guy tells Beryl, remove Yanko's ladder, I'll kill you. What about this halacha? If Beryl, is Beryl allowed to remove the ladder? Beryl will say, I'm being passive. Beryl will say, I'm not causing Yankel to die. Oh, he's active, but Beryl's death will be passive. On, uh, the guy in the pit's death will be passive. On, right, right, right. On the other hand, when Taisa says you're allowed to be the pillar to smother the baby or be the tool, is the Vart, you're not doing anything, or the Vart is the guy's death is not through your action? He's not doing an action. So that's what Moshe Feinstein wants. Moshe Feinstein Taka wants to say, you are not allowed to remove the ladder, even if a guy is going to kill you. I, because if you move the ladder, you're actively removing his window out. It's a mice. I, if you take the ladder, he's going to die from natural causes, but it's considered active on your part. That's what he passes. He passes. He says, the you can't. So he times like this. He says, this is the. He says, when two people are in the desert, and there's one flask of water. He says, if, you, if Reuben drinks the water himself, he's removing Shimon's method of Hatzalah, at least to live for another 24 hours. Mm-hmm. When Reuben drinks the water, yeah, he's not actively killing Shimon. Shimon might die from the, from the heat and from the, the, the dehydration, etc. But right now there's water here. And if Reuben takes it, it's like taking the ladder out of the pit. I, the water is mine, the water belongs to Reuben, and the ladder in the case, doesn't belong to this uh, Yankel guy. So says, Moshe says like this, Bechal, if your friend's dying, you have to give him from your water. The chiv of helping your friend, of loisamed al dam that chiv overrides the fact that you own the water. So the two of you in the desert, the fact that you have to make sure your friend lives completely overrides the fact that the water is yours. So therefore what you have here is water which is equally available to both of you. So it's his ladder. If you're going to take the water and drink, yeah, you'll survive, but he's going to die immediate. You are removing his chayesha. You're not allowed to do that. So, that's, he, so he says, Ben Petura holds, you're not allowed to take the water because you're causing his death. I tell you, says you're allowed to cause death passively. Yeah, but this is not passive. Since you're actively removing the water, it's like actively taking the ladder from the pit. These are very different things. Why? Because here, it's, take out the ladder, you have a ladder to get out. Let's say if you had, you were on a different level of the pit, you also have to get out of the pit. Right, right, so, right, right, right. Right, so what, but on the other hand, your life's in jeopardy too by the ladder, because the guy is going to kill you. 
So you need that ladder to sa- you need the ladder to save yourself. That ladder, if you don't take the ladder, the guy is going to kill you. That ladder is your is your ticket to life. It's your ticket to life. Our time there's a difference because by the ladder, the other guy is going to survive. But here, if you split the water, your pastor's both going to die anyways. Right? So here's a shot of both dying or just, or, you know, or just your friend. So it's different. By the latter, you, you want to save yourself killing your friend. Here, your friend's going to die anyhow. But if you go with the chazanish that we're dealing with the chayisha element, it actually makes sense that when you take the water, you are removing your friend's chayisha. You're actively removing his... His ladder for the Chayi for the next 24 hours. You're not allowed to do that. He learns you're not allowed to. But Rabbi I, what does Rabbi Kiva hold? Says Rabbi Moshe, Rabbi Kiva holds that you only have a chiv to help your friend when your life's not in danger. If you see someone drowning and if you jump in, you'll die as well. You have no obligation. For sure, you have no obligation to save your friend. Right? If you're, you don't have to save your friend when your life's in danger. And therefore over here, since giving the water to your friend will put you in peril, you have no chiv to give him the water in the first place. Therefore the water remains yours. Your friend has no right to the water, so it's not his ladder. Chayecha koidmin is since the water is yours, right? Why should your friend have a right to the water? Because you have a chiv to take care of him. You don't have a chiv if it's going to put your life in jeopardy. So and therefore, the water is your water because it's your the water. It's exactly, the, the water is yours. The water is yours. So that's of Moshe. According to Rav Moshe, he learns that Ben uh, Petura holds you're not allowed to, and uh, Rabbi Kiva holds well, you, right? You're allowed to, or maybe you have to, and that goes to the shail of the Erechayim of does Rabbi Kiva allow allow you to give it to your friend, or you have to take it yourself? But Ben Petura, in Rav Moshe Feinstein's words, definitely holds. You have to split it. You have no right to take it yourself. Okay, we will stop over here. Definitely interesting.